The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone and thank you so much first and foremost for being an intentional spirit and for sharing your ideas and your concepts not only on social media with us but also sending emails and it's just always a pleasure and a privilege to hear from you and also to hear what kind of shows and new alternative things that you want to hear about uh, anything that represents that immense power of life uh we're always loving to hear your different ideas about it. Um, I'm really thrilled today to have as our guest on our show, Inga Canfield, who is not only the co-founder of Transformational Leadership Council, she is the life partner of Jack Canfield, whom we all surely know, as well as she is a person that spends so much of her time and her volunteer time in life rights, rights for animals and she is just a mover and shaker and i just truly admire her inga thank you for being on our show today oh it's such a it's very i'm honored i feel grateful to be sitting with you your work is so powerful and you're such an intentional being so thank you for inviting me Oh, yes, absolutely. And we want to talk about uh, several different windows in which you live your life multidimensionally. But let's start with the Transformation Leadership Council. Um, And those of you that are tuning in, it's a website just like it sounds. It's Transformational Leadership Council. Inga, how did this come about? Well, I can't take uh, the credit, nor am I actually the co-founder. I'm married to Jack, and I was... Didn't you like the way I, I wove that in for you? <laughs> that was great. I mean, I'm, I would be, uh, you know, it's such uh, an amazing organization now. It's, we've been um, going for 10 years. Uh, we're in our, I think we're in, our, we're in our 11th year, actually. And it started in our living room, and really it came about because Jack travels you know, the world, and he's in, he, he's so deeply in service. He works so hard, and he meets all these amazing people, and especially his peers that um, the only one I, you know, for sure I know you'd know is John Gray, Men Are From Mars, uh, Women Are From Venus. He wrote that book, and then he's gone on to write just a lot of books on several subjects. He's just a, a crazy researcher. He's a really prolific, um, a very charismatic speaker, and a, just a fun person. And Jack missed him. They were both were working so hard, but they were always together, um, uh, you know, often together, but only in for in the green room or maybe for dinner. And he's like, I want to, I want to hang out with these, these people. I miss them. And so he, um, uh, for, was 25 of, uh, you know, that was how it started in our living room for three days. And we came up with our mission statement. Boy, that took a long time. Um, uh, because you know, they're all a bunch of savers, 
You know, All I'm right. more of a saver, saver, but Jack and John and these people, they, you know, their, their mission statement was big. I mean, you know, they're coming together to, you know, really transform the planet, but they really got clear that they need to come together to rejuvenate, to connect, to share ideas, to play. So I was a big fan of the play, rejuvenating, and support for each other. And so that's how it started. And it actually has each, we have meetings twice a year. Um, for five days in different locations around the world, actually. We were in Croatia last summer for our 10th uh, anniversary. And it's just always a beautiful, uh, like a deep workshop, but there's just a ton of laughter and crying. And I always cry. And, of course, I always laugh. But um, uh, it's, it's deep and profound. And I think it's really Jack's legacy because it's such a thriving organization and it really nourishes these people that are doing work across the, the whole globe. So I, maybe that's a... That's the start of what it is, anyway. Yeah, and can um, can people go to the website and find out when some of the meetings are going to be? Can lay people attend the meetings, or is it a core group within the group? It's a core. It's a group, and you, if you're interested, you need to be invited by someone who is in the group. And it goes. There's a, a nomination process. Then there's a very, you know, they really go through, you know. Uh, what you're doing in the world and, um, you know, what kind of person you are. You, uh, a big deal is, like, you're checking your ego at the door. It's not like, you know, I'm a great person. No, I'm a greater person. It's all that stuff is left outside. And there's about 150 members. So we're very careful about um, slow to grow because, it, it, you know, it never is great when it gets to be too many people. But what's happening are these local organizations. Uh, they're called um, ATL, Association for Transformational Leaders. So there's a Southern California um, thing. There's one in um, India, and there's one in um, there's about there's one in Australia. They're all they're popping up all over the world, and so it's a way to be involved and connected to people, uh, like-minded people. If you're in that world of service, putting you know doing workshops, um, you know really helping people um, connect with their vision and their purpose and so you can go there. I don't, and, and um, gosh, I don't, that's the best I can tell you at this, in this moment. I but think it's a there, great idea. I think it's just yeah. a great concept that, that Jack has put into motion along with the other founding members because <clears throat> I remember many years ago when I used to travel as a motivational speaker and people would say, you're so lucky. And I would say, if you like the colors mauve and green, <laughs> and they would look at me like, well, that was queer. What do you mean by that? And I said, well, be, you know, because you're holding that I'm traveling to all these cities like I'm sightseeing, you know. <laughs> and the truth of the matter is, is I'm in the hotel. And that's the same as when some of these, you know, great speakers and, and mega authors, you know, travel. It's not like you're hanging out with each other and, and breaking bread and learning from what uh, the other one is doing. You're there working, you know, and, and tending to the conversations and, you know, whatever needs to happen with that. So what a brilliant concept. And I uh, know because it's, it's a lonely, it can be a really lonely path. And you... You and Jack and all the people like you, you give so much out, and it must come back in. You must, you know, you have to restore yourself, and you have to rejuvenate and relax, and I don't know, but 
Jack, sometimes relaxing is something he forgets to do. Sometimes he forgets to have um, balance just because of the time and the amount, the volume of requests and things that come in for his attention. And that he's a very generous person. So having a boundary, this is a way twice a year. Are you just He looks forward to that. Like, I mean, this is a... These, this is a family, and, um, it, you know, th- sometimes these things, they can peter out. It's a great idea, but it's a hassle, you know, and you're too busy. But these people make time for this, and they, you, the, the types of things that have sprung out of this organization, when you're relaxed and you're in your right brain and you're doing things, all of a sudden new ideas and new connections happen. So people, um, boy, um, Lynn Twist is in our organization. She wrote The Soul of Money. She is a beautiful, she's an amazing human being. I think of her like the, the cheerleader first lady of the planet. When she puts her mind to something, she can actually feel like she can stop the earth and make it turn the other way. And she's in the process with her organization, the Pachamama Alliance, of really bringing people, getting us to wake up to what we're doing on the planet and, um, you know, making different you know, stop with the unexamined, unexamined assumptions, thinking about what we're actually doing. It, it, she, she has some beautiful programs. I would, I would really recommend going to that website because that's a really, it's just a, it's a whole transformational um, journey in itself. We went to Ecuador with her. Lots of people go to Ecuador and they go and visit the indigenous people and learn about this beautiful way of life these people live and really about these indigenous people being the guardi- the custodians of the oil under the ground. Because, you know, we're having a lot of um, oil fighting going on. And um, anyway, I don't want to go off on a thing. but it's You exciting. can go in any direction you want to <laughs> go. And, <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> it is. She is doing incredible things. And, and yeah, just the whole team, the Atwoods, uh, Lynn McTaggart, Dr. Sue Morda, so, so oh my god you're just like I these mean, are my favorite people they're I all mean, in there yeah 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 well we wouldn't be I, surprised because you and i resonated so much with one another's energy when we were at the awaken world international film festival and uh yeah i think you need to come are you in, you, you need to come and join us i will this this needs to happen because these are your people i know i know well ha, who do i ask to invite me <laughs> me okay <laughs> Operator information. I know. Operator, you know, um, we're called opportunists, but for good. We're, you know, these are good for things. Good. Good to, yeah. Good well, ex- send yeah. that invitation on, my, okay, my friend. Okay, done, done. Okay. <laughs> my so. newfound friend from Santa oh. Barbara. I would love that. Thank you. That would be uh, just an just an amazing honor and i would just coming from you would even make it um more special um you know you've lived with uh the success of of so many books and you've been surrounded with chicken soup for the soul stories and you know these kind of things um so many years of your life inga were you were you on any particular intentional journey uh from day one uh, did you stumble upon various awakenings or uh, you're so neat. Um, I know the audience would like to hear a little bit about your story or stories. Oh. Well, I, I grew up in, um, in La Jolla, California. I was a beach girl. And, um, you know, from a young age, I always 
you know, my mom, one of the things she said is, you know, you get to pick your, your religion. She didn't call it a spiritual path. But I felt like I had all the power in the world with that. And I was constantly, um, find, you know, finding and changing my, you know, thing. But I, my religion, um, I, but I always knew that God was inside me. And I was a born-again Christian. I was almost a Jehovah's Witness. I was almost a Catholic. My mom said, are you sure? I said, because I was like eight when I wanted to be a Catholic. And, but I think it was more because I wanted those wafers and that whatever they were drinking and eating in the front, I wanted that. So, you know, I had motivations that were, you know, a little simple. But I was re- really always a natural seeker, and I always felt like na- we lived a half a block from the beach, and I felt like the beach was my was my church, and um, I really felt like I, I mean, I would just spontaneously cry in nature because I felt that connection, but I never had any words or, it was a, it was a very organic thing with me. But it was about mm-hmm. when I was 40 that I became um, intentionally motivated um, by, um, you know, I think I, uh, first I fell in love with Jack at 40. I was, started the path before that, but but after I met and fell in love with Jack, um, I'm 58 now, so it's been almost 18 years. And um, so I started taking workshops and doing, you know, just really exploring. And I found Guru Mai, and I learned to meditate, and I really took in Hindu philosophy of, you know, devotion. And that that was really grounded me in a path, a solid path of meditation. And then I really got that observer part of me that came I could really see that I could have control over my mind and I could make choices consciously. That It started to just open up and my awareness grew from there. And now I'm on a path for the last five years in this. I, I just got back from India um, uh, two months ago and I went with my spiritual teacher who's like, he's a spirit, he's like uh, Dawa Tarchin Phillips. He's in, he's in the Transformational Leadership Council. He is... Oh, he's such a lovely man. Oh, my gosh. But he's young, and he's, he was um, he lived in France in a monastery for seven years, 12 hours a day of rigorous meditation, Tibetan Buddhism. So he brings a beautiful understanding, and he really is an embodied... I really... We all think he's a bodhisattva, because he's just... Wow. He, he really is the qualities. He is compassion and love and kindness and patience and wisdom. He brings it on every day. We traveled with him for three weeks in India. I worked with. I've been working with him for three years, and, and he, he never wavers from that. He is that person, but really, kind of stealth, but lo, but low key. And I knew right away. I'm like, this is who I want to be like. And now, after coming back from India, I know. That this is my path, and it's not a religious path. It's not about Buddhism. It's the teachings of the Buddha, the principles that this person that came to Earth 2,500 years ago, that are still thriving all over the world. Those principles, those timeless principles, really, they're really um, from observing nature, and that's where I started observing nature. That that's where um, that's where I get my answers. Uh, mm. through observation, reflection, meditation. You know, we are nature. So that's those are those teachers those teachings are reality. And so it's been a really exciting time in my life. I'm so grateful 
that I'm catching on to the preciousness of my life uh, now before it was, you know, I missed out in some ways. You know, the, the, love, the amount of awareness I have now, I'm so grateful for it every day. I I relate so much to what you're saying, and, and I I tell people I'm I'm 56, and I tell people that I feel that I've just come full circle. You know, I've just expanded a little bit more awareness than what I had when I was five out in nature, and I'm still me. It's just I'm freer to be me now than at one time I would have been. <laughs> yes, it's like clearing all those negative. Yeah, those unexamined, their their patterns, they're they're keeping a homeostasis in your body that you from your childhood, and, and until you grow your awareness, you you can't really make changes. You have to see what's really going on, and that requires time with your mind. It's just so sad we don't teach mindfulness to every child because this is the operator. This is the where we can get freedom and we can have a maximum. We can make the most. Uh, uh, with our lives, we can use ourselves all up and we, and be in service because being in service is where it's. That's when the lo- the juice comes is when you connect with another and and give from that place. That that's what makes you a lot feel alive. It's a circle. It's so it's so exciting. I mean, it, five it years is. ago, I I I actually I didn't want to commit suicide, but I wanted to. I had this feeling like I I just wanted to die. I don't know what was going on for for some... My dad committed suicide when I was eight. So I was just saying about your childhood and patterns. So there was mm-hmm. a strong kind of thing in my body of of not wanting to... You know, when things went bad, I would just hit a brick wall and, and kind of like throw in the towel because that's right. what I learned really strongly. So he's been my biggest teacher, my, my father was. And it's like coming full circle to loving the man the father that was in my life for the time he was rather than the the event defining me um i freed myself from that and it, it's because it, it locked me down for many years i was partially kind of disassociated you know i was always alive and you know had a lot of energy but there i was on two burners really i wasn't on all four or maybe maybe there's eight <laughs> <laughs> you know there there could be and but, it, you know, the other part of it that I find interesting is sometimes I've heard people say in passing, you know, I've been having these thoughts like I want to die. And the, the interesting thing about that is often what I sense and get from that, and not necessarily you, because, you know, we're on live radio and I'm not like sitting here scanning you and everything. But, but uh, mm-hmm. with certain people, I go, you know, you probably are wanting to die but not a physical death. You know, you're you're getting yeah. this intuitive feeling that yes indeed the you that you know now, yes, wants to die. But not on the physical realm, but a, a part of a birthing, you know, into something new and and something more of of who you are to be. Thank you for sharing that that kind of uh, lit a fire with me. Um, mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and obviously Inga and I just have a lot to talk about. So um, <laughs> when we come back, we want to talk about uh, the work that that Inga does with um, animals and animal rights, as well as we want to address the season for the earth with um, another one of our mutual loves, and that's the Association of Global New Thought. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us. 
Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. There is a high cost to playing it safe. You have the power to overcome obstacles in your path and create positive changes in your career and personal life by taking smart risks. Move ahead with faith, confident that whatever the outcome, you can handle it. Don't you deserve more? Gain tools, tips, and insights when you listen to Dare to Live Fully with Helene Lerner and her guests, Thursdays at noon Central Time. Helene is also a television host, prolific author, expert on workplace issues, and founder of WomenWorking.com, one of the premier websites for women. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Thank you for uh, joining us again. For those of you that are with us now, I'm talking with Inga Canfield. Um, we are talking about the value of nature. We're talking about growth as an intentional spirit. And we're also acknowledging the Transformational Leadership Council, for which she and her husband, Jack Canfield, were actually the founder. And the founder of, um, or the uh, supporter of, with her husband, Jack Canfield, Transformational Leadership Council. Inga, we were talking about nature quite a bit before we went into break, and you and I could talk hours and hours about the love of that. Um, uh, tell us about some of the work that you're currently involved with. You really have a passion for animals. You and I uh, co-hosted uh, or co-emceed uh, a program with the Awaken World Film Festival, the Animal Communicator. Now, that was a powerful experience, wasn't it? That was amazing, yes. It made me call, find a, an, a highly recommended animal communicator for my, my animals. But um, I'll tell about that more if we have some time. But, um, you know, I'm not part of an organization, per se, but I've always adopted my pets and, you know, you know, we had a horse for 10 years that was abused that we just, you know, we, he just had a wonderful old age and, uh, you know, end of life on our, pro, you know, with us. And I have this amazing rescue. He had a really tortured life and was just about to be put down. And now he's my best friend. And I've got, I have two cats from the rescue center and I have two ferals that they're like 15 years old now. And, um, you know, it's just always, since I was a little girl, always been, um, I just love, I mean, I always say 
I don't know what's more important, animals or humor. I don't know. I couldn't live with either without either of them. <laughs> I couldn't either. I couldn't either. I, I tell people, you know, no matter what the calendar says or what the priorities are or any of that, if I hear about somebody looking for a dog or a cat or somebody's found a dog or a cat or feral cat, I'm like, I just stop everything I'm doing, and it becomes like my sole focus. It just gives me the best medicine and um mm. you'll appreciate this that uh yesterday the executive director coming into the office found a a little bird a newborn uh not a baby baby but you know barely developing and had a hurt leg and um no other birds was around it and it appeared like it had fallen out of a nest or something and so we we Every, so many of us, the staff, we just were outside. This became top priority. <laughs> I know. You know, so, top priority. We got an animal cage. We put it in it. Uh, then we called the bird sanctuary. We have a contact there. And we actually have a big bird ministry here on our campus. And we do it with purpose. But it's like, oh, my gosh, and what are we going to do? And then she says, no, you can't do that. You got to put the bird back out and let the mom come and find it. And so we did that. And it, what's so cool about this is my um, executive director, Denise, said, you know, I like birds, but I'm not really that big into birds. And I said, well, let me point out a story to you. This was a baby bird with a hurt leg and mom hovering over and making sure that all is well. I said, what just recently happened to your daughter? She hurt her leg. Did she not? She was in the hospital. She's still at home mending. And you're the mother. (laughs) You're the mother hovering over her. I think there's some medicine there for you. (laughs) Yeah. It amazes me how nature offers us such great learnings if we... And the key word that you've used throughout our show that I love, observation. If we are in the moment by being present in the moment and observing that we have the opportunity and the privilege to do so, what a difference. I know. And that's why, you know, for me, meditation, um, you know, and reflection in in the morning just sets up my day where I um, can, you, you know, when you're in aware, you're in the present moment. I mean, life is juicy there is so much uh happening and you could you, you know your whole path is laid in front of you if you pay attention but you know it's surrendering not staying like glued on your it's one it's great to have goals but when you're 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 focused on the goal without um you know the consequences of the means you know like when you just bypass the means to get to the goal that's that's not a life that's that's missing missing what we're here to do which is to be here right now with all the things, everything we need to learn is right here. So I, I, I'm so grateful I'm on that path of really un, um, building my awareness more and more. And I Absol- have lots of time. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, when you speak about meditation, is there a certain um, style that you prefer? Is there a different way? Are there several ways? Um, I think, so many people have so many different ways in which they they do it. Is there a particular uh, fondness for you where you feel the most comfortable? Well, I, I do, I've done uh, different kinds of meditation. When I was in the, on the Hindu path, it was a devotional. So it was, um, you know, with a mantra, which was Om Namah Shivaya. And you just, on the in-breath, you say that on the out-breath. And that was really, I loved having that as an anchor. But now in this in this path of uh, with the the Buddhist 
Buddhist, it's, it's your, your anchor is just your breath, you know, and that's such a beautiful anchor because that's why we're alive. There's so much to contemplate on just your breath. I mean, I don't think about a lot. I mostly try to count to ten, like, you know, one breath in and exhale and relax. Just have, you know, relax my mind and bring my mind back, constantly bring my mind back and notice when it's busy and notice if I'm feeling afraid and, you know, let those feelings and all those things happen, but, but I'm more concerned with coming back to my breath. So I just keep... Um, repeating that, and the more I do it, the more steady and expanded I feel inside there, the more kind of, uh, uh, it's a feeling of presence and um, openness and surrender. There's some really wonderful qualities and gratitude. I feel often such deep gratitude, because those are are very positive and very natural um, feelings. That's our true nature is are those. So you can get really, because, you know, we can get bogged down by all the, oh, I didn't do this, and this person did this to me, and I don't know if that person likes me, and if I do this, somebody's going to be disappointed. And there's so much, they call them obscurations or veils or things in the way of you and your true nature, which is all the things I had just said, you know, gratitude and well-being and, and kindness. Um, so it's so great to clear out. It's like declutter get straight with what's important, and then operate from that way with my vision in my mind, which I, you know, I have a, I have a vision that I travel with and I operate from. I, I learned that from Jack. <laughs> He's a and great it makes, teacher. It makes all the difference, right? Because it's like your personal navigating system. It's kind of yeah. guiding you through. And, and are you coming from the perspective or the template that says, do I want to say yes to this because it would fit in my vision? I mean, is that is that the way in which you mean it? Well, I, I um, there's there's the uh, being open to whatever's in front of me. So okay. I have a vision, and my vision is just it's very short. I am a commitment to knowing and sharing my true value for the benefit of all beings. Okay. And so that can that's very wide. I'm writing a book, and so I hope you know in that 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 I'm writing for the benefit of everyone, that I'm the most honest and vulnerable I can be and powerful in that to share, share my story for people to, um, that, that they, you know, the more personal, the more universal. Jack's always saying that. He loves my stories. He's been like bothering me for about eight years. Inga, you have to write. And I was so insecure and I, I don't know, who the hell do I think I am writing a book? But it's just come down to, you know, I have to, I have, I have, for the sake of expressing myself, and now I have a bigger vision. I want to connect with women. I want to, I want to share what I've learned. I'm in a, a unique position to learn a lot, and I want to share everything. It's not mine. It's, it's a privilege to, to be able to have all this. So I, um, the, let's see. Let me get back to your original thing. You, I use the so when something comes in front of me, I have discernment. If it's somebody's want, you know, somebody has a request, but it's not in alignment with um, with my values and uh, maybe my time. I have priorities. You know, I do want to write this book. I do want to spend, um, t- you know, I have kids and uh, family and I have a large house and a busy husband. And, um, I, yes, I do. I care deeply for my animals and I'm part of my Buddhist community. I'm a big... Um, you know, I'm, I'm very connected, and I participate in that a lot. 
So I, I stay open to what's in front of me, but I use discernment now when, you know, like the show, this, this show is like was so clear. It was such a yes. I saw it. I was like, yes. And so yeses are just, you just, I do it in the moments. Um, also, a, a great thing is like when I, I'm somewhere and let's say I just leave the dentist's office, but inside my heart, I feel like I needed to hug the receptionist. There's a long story to that, but I'll just say, I, uh, and I didn't want to, I wanted to just go already, but my heart said, you need to go back inside and hug that person. And I did. I went back in, and it was really meaningful for her. And if I just follow that guidance moment to moment, it life and I feel so kind of thrilled and grateful and alive when I follow that. It's it's not even about me. When I get out of the way of my inga, the personality, um, that's that's a big that's a big job. But I'm I'm working on it every day. So I. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's like you're living. Um, what I'm hearing is the extension of what you're talking about with meditation is you're, you're li- actually living with an e- extended breath throughout the course of the day is that breath. And that is that moment between the moment that just happened and the moment that could happen, that ability to observe with the breath to go, Oh, let me, let me hear that. I agree with you. I find those to be you know, such powerful moments. It could be somebody's telling me something and I look at them with a breath and I go, could you say that again? I kind of space out for a minute. I, you're important and I really want to hear what you have to say. Or you go back, you get a hit to just call somebody back and say, I just want to say how much I appreciate you or whatever that is. Um, boy, those are the gifts. They, they yeah. really are incredible moments that really empower and lift and 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 also just help you hold a space for other people um i'm i'm learning to be deeper in that practice when people are talking is to just become more conscious holding space space for another for people you know one person or group or when you have a large audience um is such a such a beautiful uh skill i guess it's more than a skill but it doesn't get a lot of uh, airtime, you know. It's not like, oh, she's such a great space holder. But it's, it's right. that ability to to listen and, and be moment to moment, and that requires a deep trust in yourself. And that is uh, that is inherent in every one of us that we can trust our true nature. But we think we somebody ha- we somebody has to give it to us, or has to be earned, or we have all these kind of misunderstandings around trust. Trust is an inside job. You, I have to build it in my own tank. And the more that I do that, the more that I operate um, in, a, in kinder ways, more patient, more present, because I'm, I, you know, I know that's the, my qualities, that's the truth of my being. And, and when I can bring them out and share them authentically, you know, not patience with a little like, ah, I'm so patient. <laughs> Because I, I, it's one of my, that's a real weakness for me. You know, that's a, that's an area that's underdeveloped because I, I like to get it done. <laughs> I have a lot of energy. So I have to really kind of notice that and breathe when I get impatient. You know, when you're, everybody uses that, the driving, you know, I don't really get impatient driving very much. But when I do, it's so surprising. You know, when it's like, it takes, it just takes over. It's like, wow. 
you know. We have so much fun, don't we? Live in. I mean, uh, I walk. The do- <laughs> I walk the dogs in the evening, and I live on a on island. There's about 350 homes, and and so um, you know, it's like every now and then I become like the street controller because people are going too fast you know so <laughs> so i'm out there last night and you know and every now and then i'll do a subtle thing with the flashlight on my phone just to kind of give a subtlety like slow down it's only 20 miles an hour you know not yelling or screaming or anything but it's like anyway so i'm going along last night and i go Wow, you know, I'm observing myself. Like, okay, they some of them have been flying down this road. And so, I made it. I'm going to the, send you a whistle. I made it to the eighth car. <laughs> oh my god! So, I know. So I said, "Well, I made it to the eighth car. Come tomorrow, I'll make it to the ninth car." You know, life is always about improvement. It's so funny. You know, the things we put our focus and energy on. But I love what you're talking about with trust because. You know, so many people say, you know, life is eternal, internal. You got to check inside. It's inside to the outside. But when it comes to trust, you're right. I mean, so many people tend to think of trust as being something that, oh, I'm not able to trust this one or that situation or those people or whatever. But ultimately, it is about trusting ourselves. Anyway, that was profound, and I wanted to visit it again. (laughs) That was a great statement that you made. That's an Inga quote. Thank you, you. and I have to give the credit for uh, to Dawa, who you know I learned these. I mean, he really takes uh, my misunderstandings. He has straightened me out. I mean, there's lots of ways that I'm sure I've to come, but it's exciting when you're like, "Oh my God!" You know, he. It's like there's no safety. There is stability. Safety. You know, we always say, "I don't feel safe," or "I," you know, "It's not safe here." but but that's how there is no safety that is a misunderstanding there's really just uncertainty you know but 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 creating a stable environment so that you can you're like a warrior you can you can move and have access moment to moment to do the very best thing in that moment and you are you're okay when you know your true nature you know um there's so much to it's just there's no end to that that learning, um, and it's so that's exciting about life. I'm so motivated uh, because I'm so passionate about knowing myself, which is not Inga, but knowing my true nature behind that, and then sharing it as much as I can. It is so wonderful to live knowing that nothing or no one can ever take who you are to be away from you. Uh, they can right. only enhance it in whatever window that that you're looking at and that you're looking through. I'm talking today with Inga Canfield. Um, She is a mover and shaker, a difference maker. That's what I'm going to call you. (laughs) My husband husband calls me a a day maker. There you uh, go. I never thought, because I I, I do good phone messages and good, good emails and good, you know, fun communications spontaneous communications with people that I love, you know, good, good random phone calls that are not like, hi, I was just thinking about you, but not that that's, that's a great thing to do, but mine are a little off the wall, kind of like when you were talking about mauve and green or, you know, they're more, but they're about the other person that, you know, that you love. I mean, there's so many people I love in my life, so I like to uh, express that. that. That you're called a day maker. That's cool. A day maker. <laughs> that, that's really awesome. Thank you. I, 
yeah. Well, there's a book called The Daymaker. It's a great book. It's a little book, but it's so it's just a hairdresser who really went about his work making people's days, and he is he's very uh, he's. I mean, all that leads also to a lot of success. It, you know, it's not the reason you do these things, but success comes from that. You know, financial and you know a lot of. Um, not always, but it doesn't, you know, that, that isn't my driver. I, I did end up with, you know, with somebody who's very successful, but I fell in love with a man. Um, you know, he's a, Jack is such a regular, regular, lovely person who does extraordinary things. He really is. He's always, people always are commenting like, wow, I thought you'd be really, you know, I don't know, aloof or too good to talk to me. And Jack's, he's just one of the nicest, he's one of the kindest people I have ever known. He has never tried to tell me what I should do or control me or um, all he ever does. He just supports my growth and my and he appreciates my good qualities. And all he asks for is <laughs> just to not be that kind of woman who picks on him. You know, like Absolutely. why can't you? And believe me, you know, I've had to do. I was very immature when I came into the relationship. So, <laughs> you know, I was a pain in the butt. <laughs> I can't imagine that with you, but, you know, oh. one of the things that you're saying, um, I found it so refreshing to meet him because mm-hmm. I I must say in my line of work, I have met a number of authors and, and some of them are just, they're just very different than what you've read about or what you might perceive or think, you know, and not yeah. Jack. I mean, he wasn't too good for anybody. It was just like, oh, hi, how are you doing? So, yeah, let's get a photo. Oh, so nice to meet you. How's your life? I mean, he's just so down to earth and so approachable. It was really refreshing to meet both uh, the two of you um, because you are very successful um, in those terms in which, you know, we meet the world. And yet you're the most, some of the most down to earth people that that I've met. It was just a breath of fresh air, really, Thank to you. say, okay, they really walk their talk. What a delight. Yes. They're not well, too Jack, good Jack for could, anybody. They're not yeah. coming through the side door. You see yeah. so much of that, you know, coming no. through the side door. No one can touch you. There's an entourage around you and all that, all that fluff, you know, but that not That creates separateness. That's just, you know, that's, that's, and that makes me feel lonely. And, um, you know, Jack's a teacher. He is an author, but he's prolific, you know, and not the ch- chicken soup books. He he's, doesn't really do those, but it's his success principles and all his uh, teaching people how to, to live successful, fulfilling lives and follow and, you know, follow their dreams and how to build a container to do that. You know, and that's a lot of work, letting go of the, the negative paths that we carry and becoming aware and setting practice into practices into place and he's just a beautiful teacher he's one of the most uh masterful facilitators that i've ever seen and that's that's said across the board he teaches a uh, once a year he does a a, now it's twice a year a five-day um it's called the breakthrough to to success you know and it's a it's a great program to 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 do what i just said about him what what he what he teaches that's right his, his um his core body of that's what he's about he is so happy when he's teaching and i mean he'll be 71 and there is no slowing down in sight and being his wife i try and like put a foot out sometimes and then grab him pull him in and you know (laughs) 
It's like not going to happen. It's not going to happen. What is his website for people that are interested in some of the programs that he offers? Is it Jack Canfield? JackCanfield.com. Yeah, he just, um, he's got a lot of different programs and an amazing new program coming out, which is a at-home course that can, so you can learn to become a trainer. It's an interactive course. And it's not even out yet. It's almost finished. It's been this, it's, what do they call that? A magnus, what do they call it? A big piece of work. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's well, really, it'll be part of his legacy. Because he really wants, you know, some people just want to do the work, and then when they're done with their life, they're done. Jack really wants this work to carry on. Because he knows the work, and it's not him, the work that he is, he's such a, an amazing uh, alchemizer, like a, pulling in all the best and then then he, he, he goes through Jack and it comes out in a way that every person every person can understand and move forward and feel like a certain well safety you know to, to do that to take that first step because some people you know they haven't had access to anything and it's terrifying you know where do I begin um, you know especially if you just really have deal with it, you have a lot of depression or you have really, really hard circumstances you're in, you need, I mean, we need support. You just can't do it alone. Or sometimes it's just really impossible to do it alone. I mean, some, you know, a few people have done it, but we need each other. And he's really skilled in helping people. That's and, really great. That's really wonderful. So I wasn't everyone... trying to sell him, but I was so, no. I, I'm missing him right now. He's in Japan. Uh, you know, he's actually with John Gray, and they're they're doing some workshops over there. But he just loves the Japanese people. He always he calls in, no matter where he is, and he's just like, "Oh my God, these people are so amazing! They're so <laughs> gracious, and they're so spiritual, and they're so kind." And you know, he's 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 just like he's enthusiastic. Like you know, he just started or something. that's why he stays so young as we you know one of the major secrets right to just be in awe of of wherever you are well when do we anticipate um your book or are you at that level yet is it coming close to being complete well it's not it's not close i have a year i'm I'm, I'm working with a coach it's not an it's a number i'm working with somebody i definitely wasn't doing it on my own i needed a, a wonderful woman um, that I met actually at ATL, and when she spoke about what she does with women and how how she helps them, my whole body lit up. You know, those are those times where you just know you're like, okay, Inga, it's time. Because I was terrified to do it. Like, well, who, I, I have a, you know, I have some learning obstacles, so I had to get over myself, my small self, and just step in and to declare it. So um, I'm hoping in a year that this uh, episodic memoir will be stored. You know, of my of my journey, which I, it's not going to be a self-help book or, you know, what you need to do book. It's really just, um, my personal stories. And, um, yeah, it's been a, it's so fun. Writing is, feels good. You know, it's a really wonderful way just to connect, uh, in that true nature in another medium. Absolutely. It's amazing what, what comes out. And, um, but that energy that you're talking about that, you know, can I do it or do I know how to do it? I, I bet everybody goes through that, you know, uh, because it, it's, it's something to step into that paradigm of being an author or a writer, uh, regardless of the subject and think about, is this 
what do people want to know this for? <laughs> right. My mom said, oh, another you know? memoir. Like we need, she's not alive now, but she said that a long time ago. And I'm, I have like heard that. And I thought, oh, who do you think you are writing for, where, you know, and I had to get over all those voices because the truth is underneath, I, I, it's an expression that really wants to come out. And I mean, what if it, saved one person's life? What if it gave one woman over in China? I always see this woman in China, like a mother who feels mm-hmm. very, uh, she, 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 she just lost her hope. She's lost her way. She doesn't know what, and somebody gave her that book and it told a story. It's like, the, well, it's so, it's so funny because it's just a chicken soup story. <laughs> you know, it's kind of what they do. <laughs> Well, that's what I was thinking. It's so funny. I know. That's embarrassing. That's not that. I'm always, uh, you know, I always tease them. This isn't a chicken soup story. I get all, you know, impatient, you know, Uh, (laughs) not about my book, but about some situation or, you know, that's funny. Anyway. Well, it is funny. I'm having my own little aha moment. I get tickled when people say, oh, people aren't interested in reading other people's stories. And I go. Um, do you know how many years Chicken Soup for the Soul is on the best-selling list? <laughs> Obviously, people love stories. You know, Obviously. that's how we grow. We hear it through reading other people's stories. So we'll look forward yeah. to reading your book when you're uh, you're bringing it out. I'm sure it will have many meaningful uh, insights. Maybe I, could, I can come back on the show and I can, you know, share course, my book with you. Not maybe, an absolutely big old capital Y-E-S to that one. Oh, thank you. Well, speaking of, I want to, can I ask you a question? May I ask you a question? About absolutely. how long, with your book, um, you know, the one. Um, um, when Did You Die? Mm-hmm. Your, it's your more your, your personal story book. Um, right. I'm talking, right. I'm, how long did that take you to write and put out? Well, it was interesting because when I got the offer from the publisher um, in December, the deadline was May 31st. <laughs> so mm. it was a very, um, you know, oh, wow. let's get busy and, and let's let's get it done. But I, I also know my pattern, and I, I knew that even if I had had a year and a half, I probably would have waited to five months before they really wanted it to complete it anyway. So I said, yeah. let, me, let me just jump in. And not make any, you know, delayed excuses or whatever. So I just jump right in. It was a little bit of a crunch and a stretch, but, you know, I I did it. And then, uh, you know, the literary agent said writing it is the easiest part. And I thought, uh, come on, really? Um, but I, I think that's true. You know, is it, is it, it the marketing? Is it the getting out? That's What's yeah, the hardest part? Getting it out there, other people being aware of it, people knowing about it, you know, that kind of thing. It, it's, oh, it's, yeah. I mean, we get so many books that come in our property, and I look at them, you know, they're just coming into Jack, and we, I mean, really, and there are a lot of these, and I look at them, and I get like, oh, this book is not getting read, it's coming right through, and it's going onto a shelf, because there isn't time to read every book, but you can feel a person's whole, like, blood, sweat, and tears go right through your hand, you're like, ah, and that that stopped me, too. I'm like, who do I think I am? It's going to be a book. I give it to someone. They go, thanks. And then it goes, bing, you know, but, uh, on some shelf. And, Absolutely. Um, and I, that is, that's called, bat, those are voices, and that's why, for me, meditation is so important. i got to stay strong. <laughs> I can sink my ship faster than anybody can. 
Uh, yeah, and it was like I was talking about on Sunday. It's the capacity to be attached and yet detached at the same time. And that, High that intention. is ongoing low, low, intention. Low attachment. I, know, I know that's mine, is, is to be attached to being a difference maker, but not and remain detached to how that's going to happen or in what ways that shows up every day. Well, I, it's been amazing. Our time lets to be continued. Um, let's get together more in conversing because it's just a pleasure talking to you. I'm more energized now when, when I started uh, the call. Uh, and I want to thank you for your contributions in all the ways that, that you mm-hmm. are uh, a day maker. And it's Aww. been a pleasure being with you. And thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, Temple. And I have uh, something to follow through with you on. So I'll, I'll, I'll be doing that too. Okay. All right, Inga. Um, thank okay. you so much. Take care. Thanks. Many blessings to you. Uh, you too. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into. The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www templehaze.org There is a high cost to playing it safe. You have the power to overcome obstacles in your path and create positive changes in your career and personal life by taking smart risks. Move ahead with faith, confident that whatever the outcome, you can handle it. Don't you deserve more? Gain tools, tips, and insights when you listen to Dare to Live Fully with Helene Lerner and her guests, Thursdays at noon Central Time. Helene is also a television host, prolific author, expert on workplace issues, and founder of WomenWorking.com, one of the premier websites for women. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you, but God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly. 
This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Within you is a divine spark. As you feed your mind, body, and spirit with inspiration, the spark becomes a flame. Unity Online Radio provides the fuel to ignite your passion, creativity, and more during our special Ignite Your Life series. Tune into the series at unityonlineradio.org slash ignite. Connect with your source and ignite your life. That's unityonlineradio.org slash ignite. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift, heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you. But God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking... Why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time. Here on Unity Online Radio.
I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.